Welcome to the Circle Sessions featuring the Circle of Experts. The Circle of Experts are Yasmin Robles from Robles Designs, Tanisha English Amamu of TJE Communications, and Don the Idea Guy. I'm Brett Johnson from Circle 27 Media Podcast Consultants. Well, each week, one of the Circle of Experts joins me to talk about critical aspects of growing your podcast. We'll focus on marketing, social media, monetization, and website design and implementation of all of these. This week, Don is here with the Circle of Experts. He possesses creative powers beyond those of mere mortals. Don, idea, the idea guy, rescues those in need of innovative ideas through his brainstorming sessions there at 5buckbrainstorms.com. Don, thanks for joining me today. Oh, happy to be here, Brett. You know, I see a lot of posts on social media. I, I'm a part of probably three or four different podcast Facebook groups. And they're always talking about their needing ideas for promotion. I think a lot of podcasters get into this and they think just because they put a podcast out there, people are just going to go crazy coming to them and listen to podcasts because it's brand new and it's the best podcast and the best ideas and the best content. Uh, it's like shouting in a forest, basically. You've, you're amongst three million, four million other podcasts. So... I wanted to go over this episode, at least looking at some promotional ideas for your podcast, but knowing that everyone has a budget. And most times the budget is zero. So you need to try to do as much free as pod as, as possible. You came up with some really good ideas, and I want to go over those with you. Um, and 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 listener two, we'll, we'll, we may not get through this whole list, but if we do, great. But if not, you know, Don's got tons of other ideas, and we'll give you a, an idea where to get those as well after you know the episode's done. But you came up with a really interesting right off the bat as a free podcast website. Talk more about that. Right. So uh, working with the assumption that every new podcast startup is working on a shoestring budget, I always look for low dough or no dough ways to promote, uh, well, frankly, projects of my own as well. But for podcasts specifically, uh, the place to start is you're going to have to have a page for your podcast anyway. The best way to promote is to have a place on the Internet that talks about all the great reasons they should be listening to your podcast. Well, you can absolutely pay for hosting, pay for a domain name, um, and host all that stuff yourself or with another vendor. You know that's taking money out of your pro uh, out of your pocket, and especially at the beginning of a project, it's a lot of money coming out anyway because you know you bought the fancy microphone, right? Um, so, I said start with a free podcast website. There are plenty of sites out there. Uh, card.co that's c-a-r-r-d.co that's a great place to build a simple landing page for free to promote your podcast but the one i'm most excited about is the newest one brett i know you heard about these guys as well there's a, a website host called transistor fm uh, they do a good job of um, hosting podcasts and they have a lot of tools and utilities built into their hosting platform, which costs money uh, to promote a podcast, but they rolled out a website with the great name freepodcastwebsites.com. You can't get much more straightforward than that. And they built out this platform simply for users to come in, create their own homepage for their podcast. Uh, you can include your RSS feed. It's got built-in subscription buttons for all the major platforms. It lists your episodes. It could serve as your primary podcast website. It's a great place to build your first one. But even if you decide that it doesn't have enough customization for your own site, it can still be out there as a free uh, 
doorway to your podcast. Uh, Google judges websites by the quality of links coming out of a website and the quality of links coming into a website. So having this free website out there is going to actually give your podcast more Google juice, more findability on Google uh, just by virtue of having that page out there. So it's a free, no, uh, there's no, uh, secret upcharges. Certainly it's owned by a podcast hosting company. So you're probably going to get some promotional mentions, uh, uh, messages from that company inviting you to their paid service. But this is just a free podcast website. I, I really encourage everybody just to go out and take advantage of it while it's still out there. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea because I think a lot of podcasters look at having a website, but it can be daunting because if it's more than just their podcast episodes, they need artwork. They could maybe blog. You hear all the other items that can be put on a website. Don't let that stop you. Start somewhere and then build on it. That when you start to build content, then you know you can go to another platform, big, a bigger and better website. That's great. Maybe you know, start shopping around and looking at other podcasters and what they do, and go, I could do that. I can do that. My content's that way, and it's and, you know that upgrade too to a, a bigger and better podcast website if you ever want to go there. Add some monetization opportunities too, which again we'll touch on in future episodes. But start somewhere. I totally agree. I think that's a, a you know look at the, the the free ones and see what you can do with it. At least just get out there for that free promotion with a free website. I yeah, agree. It- and, and I'll be the first one to tell you to own the land that you're building your platform on. So definitely own your own domain. Absolutely. Host your own website. But when you're getting started and you're pinching those pennies, this is a good thing to build up that will continue to return uh, on the investment as you build out your custom website, because that's always going to cost twice as much and take twice as long as you think it will. And, and having this thing out there that you never really have to take down, um, it's just upside. It, it's right. it's all frosting. I agree. You mentioned also uh, as a second idea, be a guest or host a guest. I think there's a great idea uh, to do that. Um, there are some caveats to that, but it's certainly an easy, inexpensive way to promote your podcast on a budget is to do those two things. Right. And this is certainly an idea that I'm sure your listeners have thought of. They're probably actively pursuing the The thing I want to stress on it is to do it intelligently. You're probably thinking from your point of view, I need to get out there and promote my podcast. Well, the person you're trying to get on your podcast wants to promote their podcast or their project. The person whose podcast you're trying to get on as a guest wants to create great content for their audience. So too many people are kind of thinking about what's in it for them versus what's in it for the other guy. And certainly you have stars in your eyes and you'll be thinking about getting on the top rated podcast in in your genre because of course why not you you know shoot for the highest level but it's more likely that they're getting a lot more demand from guests who want to be on their show and from shows that want to host them as a guest than some of the up-and-comers would be so my advice is to look for people that are at your level or maybe even a little bit low so I think when you're going to the top podcasters who they don't owe you anything and you want them to give you something, you're asking for a handout. But if you're looking at people who are at your level trying to uh, grow like you are, and if you're uh, helping people at a lower level who maybe they're looking at you as somebody who's a, a rung or two above them on that ladder, it's a hand up rather than asking for a handout. And they'll remember that. I 
I still recall getting together with a guy who was just starting blogging like a decade ago. I'd been blogging for years. I, it really appealed to me. A longtime blogger, a, a modicum of success. You know, you could find me if you Googled me. Um, but I, I was by no means a superstar blogger. But this guy was just getting started. So he had, he had nothing when you Googled for him. But we got together for several coffees, uh, just bounced around some ideas, gave him my best advice for blogs and places to promote the blogs. You fast forward a few decades, he's way more successful than I am now. He's got three or four best-selling books. He's got a platform that everybody goes to him uh, when they're searching for a sales expert. Uh, he's got an annual event that he brings you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people to every year. Uh, he's kicking my butt now. But because I helped him out when he was at uh, a level below me, he returns my emails and my phone calls when I need to reach out to him. So remember that, you know, you can reap what you sow, but you got to spend some time sowing. Uh, don't forget to plant some seeds that you can harvest in the future. The best way to do that with your podcast is bring on some guests who have a new project or podcast to promote, or look for somebody who's got a new podcast and they may only have a half dozen listeners counting their mom and their wife. Um, but you could be a guest in an early episode. And the nice thing about podcasts is those early episodes stick around in the feed. And when somebody latches onto a podcast and they're interested, I know I do, I go back in the archive and I frequently go back and start with episode one. So get into the early episodes, do them a favor, but you're doing yourself a favor at the same time. All right. I think another good way of looking at this too is do some homework on the podcast you want to be a guest on because not it's not always true that being guest on another podcast will lift the water for you. If they do no promotion on, they're just filling a guest slot and do no promotion around their episodes. I, I had that happen to me once and I have no problem being a guest on anybody's podcast, quite frankly. I think it's a great practice. I love having conversations about podcasting. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's just something I'll promote that I was a guest on, whether they promote or not. But I, I was on his schedule. My episode didn't fly for three months because he was just packing in tons and tons of guests. And he promoted it pretty weakly, quite frankly. It, it was very bad promotion. Again, I didn't care, but I didn't really do any homework. If I was really relying on that interview to do something for me, it wouldn't have done anything for me. So I think it's the, the homework's going to be done on you as, as a host, as well as you should do some homework as yourself, as a, as a guest, too. Absolutely. And it, not just the homework on the podcast to make sure it's a good match. You're not reaching out to somebody and asking to be a guest on a podcast and it turns out that podcast never has guests. You know, it's just one guy talking all the time and you're asking to be the next guest. A lot of times they get mad. You never sampled an episode of theirs. And like point out one episode where I had a guest and you'll be my next one mm -hmm. because they've never done that, that format. The other is uh, you brought up a great point on don't rely on the podcast that you're on, that you're a guest on to promote that episode. You need to take the responsibility. You need to, to own that to promote the fact that you were on their podcast. Now, if you're tagging them in the social medias, hopefully they're going to see that and they'll like and, and they'll retweet or, or, or share and you'll get some additional mileage out of that. But don't assume that they're going to do it. You know, they may look at it as they've already done you a favor by having you on as a guest. On the flip side, if you bring them on as a guest, make it easy to help them promote the fact that they were on it as well, because they're not always going to promote that they were on your show either. It's your show. It's your job to promote it. But if you can create some graphics for them or some text that they can easily tweet out that says that they were a guest, tune into this episode with the link. If you make it very, very easy for them to like click a button and help promote their presence on your show, 
chances are they'll help you with that promotion, but you can't rely on it. Yeah, I agree. Next, you mentioned a co-promotion advertising endorsement exchange idea. Talk a little bit more about that. So this is kind of a step down from being a an official guest on somebody else's podcast or bringing them on a guest for yours. Uh, it's possible that your podcast themes and topics don't align very well, but there's some audience crossover. Um, a chance to invite them to participate in a co-promotion could be a way to get both of you more listeners. So especially when you're starting out on a website, you may not have established sponsors or advertisers. One way to fill that space and still show people that you're open to those opportunities is to use a spot that you would have dedicated to an ad to some co-promotion. So if I'm going to have my website and I'm talking about creativity, well, not every creativity, uh, creative idea I come up with is going to have to do with podcasts, but a lot of the people who might be listening to my podcast about ideas might be looking for ideas that they can use in their podcast. It's a great opportunity for me to promote Brett's podcast in my show and vice versa. Brett can promote my podcast in his episodes as more of a line, uh, a line item read or a promotional mention that, hey, if you're enjoying this episode, we're sharing a lot of great ideas. If you really want a bunch of other ideas, you should listen to Don's Uh, Don the Idea Guys podcast, insert link here, um, and promote it that way. You both get value out of it. It's a great way to promote people at, again, your level, maybe a level below. Certainly have those dream podcasts that you'd love to be promoted on. But if you're going to go after one of those folks, I'd look for an opportunity where they are promoting something specific, an annual course enrollment, a new book launch, a a new course launch, and invite them to promote it on your show, either as a guest or as one of these co-promoted advertising or show endorsement lines. Yeah. I know I've heard feedback from some podcasters saying, well, I'm going to lose listeners if I do that. And I say, you know, there's really no research to show that that's going to happen. I understand that you think that's the possibility, but you're, you're giving your listener value because you've offered and suggested another podcast they should be listening to. You're not going to lose a listener because of that. No, not at all. Brett, you probably have a stat off the top of your head. How many, what's the average number of podcasters someone listens to? About five. Yeah. So the person they're listening to is already one of those, right? So if you can get a mention in their show, uh, you're going to get added to their listener. They're not going to remove one. It's not a one-for-one exchange. Oh, well, if I promote Brett's podcast, they're going to stop listening to my podcast. That's not going to happen if you're generating good content that they find of value. People listen to more than one radio station. They use more than one streaming platform. They certainly listen to more than one podcast. I can't even tell you how many I subscribe to. Do I listen to the to the podcast every single week. Some of them I do. Sometimes I skip one that topic or a guest doesn't interest me and I'll go to something else. Wouldn't you want to be one of those other channels that I might flip to if I'm an avid podcast listener? And it's the same token, your audience sharing, especially if it's a non-competitive piece. I'm selling ideas, you're selling podcast services. There's definitely an intersection of uh, listenership there that we could be taking advantage of. And I'm sure it's the case with your listeners. I agree. Yeah. I love this next idea you came up with, promo inserts in library books. This is an old school idea. <laughs> I love it. I Did love you like it. this one? I love it. I, I saw them going, that is totally like you said the first line, guerrilla marketing. It just yeah, hit it, the streets, do the right thing. I love it. 
yeah, this is uh, old school marketing geek advice. I can't remember how long ago I originally heard it, but it continues to be um, an effective means of reaching people. Um, so here, here's the basic idea. Whatever your podcast theme is, so let's say it's a cooking show. You're sharing spicy food recipes or barbecue. You're talking about barbecue. Go to your public library. Go to the section on how to barbecue, barbecue recipes, barbecue sauces, barbecue grills, and insert a promotional card. You know, go to a cheap website like a Vistaprint or a Moo and print up some postcards or bookmark size cards that talk about your show that, you know, my weekly show on hot sauce reviews and insert those into the books that are uh, affiliated with that topic. So all the barbecue books, you're going to put in uh, your hot sauce review podcast postcard. When people check out that book from the library, they're going to feel something's in the book. They flip to it. They find that people always leave bookmarks inside of book. I found a $5 bill. Somebody uses a bookmark (laughs) once in a, in a book at the library. So, you know, if you want to increase your odds of being found in there, put a $5 bill attached to your promotion card. But if I'm reading a book on barbecue, I have an interest in that kind of theme. I see your postcard on a hot sauce uh, podcast review website. This might be something that's worth checking out. I'm going to think that the last person who had this book out of the library tucked that in there as a bookmark that they want to refer to that page. So I recommend putting it into a section that might have a, that might be especially appropriate to your podcast theme. So if there's a section on barbecue sauces, tuck your hot sauce review postcard into that section so it looks like somebody bookmarked it. Um, and some people might say it's a, it's a little uh, shady. I don't think it's shady at all. I think it's putting, it's contextual marketing. You're in a book of somebody who's interested in barbecuing and you're sharing this promotional piece that they can either throw away, ignore, leave in place, or... They might just take it out, save it, and check out your podcast. If you want to increase your odds, take a ballpoint pen or a Sharpie and on that postcard write, oh, uh, barbecue hot sauces on episode 10 and underline it. You know, listen to episode 10 for barbecue hot sauce recipes and put that in there. Well, now it's it's a tacit endorsement from somebody going, oh, it's not just about this podcast that might be good, but this specific episode of the podcast should be a great one that I listen to. That'll be the other thing I'll tell you is if you're going to write down an episode that you're going to recommend, make sure it's a good episode. Don't, don't pick a lame one. Uh, make sure you're recommending a good one. What do you, so what do you think about that? I like that because you, you know, you bring that up. I, I got a book for Christmas as a gift from my sister and I'm always lacking bookmarks always. And there was a bookmark from the bookstore that she bought it from. I'm going, oh, that's so nice. It has a bookmark. I don't have to go find find anything. I love the idea because it really made me feel good. There was a bookmark in there. Yep. And I think to your point, I love the idea of writing down a specific episode and make it look like the previous reader had written down, oh, episode 10 was great or something, you know, that sort of thing. I think it's a great idea. I think the bookmark design is, is probably even better than a four by six. You think, or the three by five, you, you think you want all that landscape. I think the bookmark's perfect. It probably will remain in that book because it's a bookmark. Yeah, Yeah, bookmark's perfect because it looks like a legit bookmark. But 
think about the things you use as bookmarks. I've mm-hmm. I've gotten brochures, I've gotten junk mail, uh, just I, anything that'll keep keep a page in there. So a bookmark will certainly be appropriate, but I think sometimes a you know a folded over brochure, a number ten envelope. Uh, especially the more random the thing is, the less likely somebody's looking going to look at it as ad placement, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you know the that, three by five card. You could three by five card. Yeah, you could put in there your best episode, and you could put in there keep it going. What episode did you like? Yeah, and, yeah, and I'll, I'll give this out yeah. there as well. You know, if you think if you are somebody who feels that that idea is offensive because it, it seems a little um, uh, evil mastermind. Then be straightforward about it. You know, create a postcard that says, this is my podcast about hot sauces. If you're reading this book about barbecue sauces, you might love episode 10 of my podcast. Uh, I invite you to take a listen. Do that. It's, it's still putting your message in context with other information that that reader and somebody who consumes media on any platform. If you read, you're probably going to like a podcast. If you're a, if you like podcasts, you probably enjoy reading. There's definitely crossover audience there. Um, so yeah, just try it. I'm telling you, you're going to get better results from it than you think you are. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, and, and watch, if, if you do the handwriting thing on the episode, see if your average listenership of that episode climbs at all. Exactly, yeah. Um, targeted social community sharing. Let's dive into that knowing, uh, gosh, social media is, is such a pain in the butt. But it's, but it's useful, and it's free, so it fits all the categories we're talking yeah. about here, but it's such a, it's it's, a tricky piece. Yeah. It's certainly abused, um, yeah. and it... A lot of times it borders on spam. So everybody who has a podcast is certainly already promoting it in their own social feeds. That's kind of the go-to default. A lot of those podcasting utilities that you're using may automatically post out to those feeds, and that's fantastic. But you're probably a member of a community that has to do with your podcast topic. So if you've got a true crime podcast, you're probably a member of a Facebook page about mystery writers. Those people who are also members of that community would probably be interested in your true crime podcast. They're probably listening to others as well, but if they knew another friend in their community had a podcast of their own, they're probably going to be more likely to listen to it than uh, a new podcast they heard about that they've got no personal connection to. Now, promoting in those groups is tricky because it can be perceived as spam. The the advice I would give is if you've been a longstanding member of that group, you know, if you started a true kind podcast, you've probably been a fan of this mystery writer for a while, or this mystery uh, book uh, website for a while. You will have pretty good results. If you reach out to the admin of that page and say, Hey, I just started this, uh, this podcast uh, or hey, I have this podcast where I talk about how this mystery book that's, very popular and the people in the the chat are talking about it i'm covering the true crime that inspired that story it would it be okay to share a link to the podcast with the group when you reach out in advance those those facebook admins are always especially happy that you sought their permission you know they can be dictators at time and they they take special glee some of them in uh deleting and hiding posts that were that they consider spam they did not get 
uh, advance permission for. If you reach out in advance and ask for it, you could end up being given carte blanche to go ahead and do that anytime you want. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I see you post here all the time. Oh, I listen to your podcast. It's great. Or I think that podcast sounds fantastic. Yeah, just go ahead and share anytime you want. And now you can promote that as long as you don't abuse it whenever you do have an especially, uh, an especially connective episode uh, that that audience would be interested in. Now, don't just do that with one of the communities. Go out to the other communities and, and do the same thing. Now, do something custom. Find the episode that matches that community better than another. Uh, if it's a Sherlock Holmes group that you're with, then talk about a true crime pro- podcast episode that happened in England uh, so that the, the folks following the Victorian detective would be interested in that. Don't pick the Zodiac Killer in California. It has nothing to do with the Sherlock Holmes folks. So... Yes, it takes a little extra time to match those things up. Yes, it takes a little extra time and consideration to reach out to those admins. But that's why you won't be considered spam or booted out of a group. Um, right. So yeah, I think it's a good the, match. The it can be effective. That group. It's if you in, keep in context. Mind, right. And if you keep in mind, the admin created that Facebook group to add value to the group. Then if you're whatever content you want to add if you consider it and, and convince them that it's value added then it probably will be approved so you know look at it that way you want to keep the conversation going versus shutting it down with some spam yep. hit they don't want that to happen right and you know just to jump back to one of the earlier ideas you may end up finding that the admin could be a great resource to be a guest on your podcast because they're running a facebook community devoted to the same topic that you're podcasting every week about and now you know that admin has a platform to promote their guest appearance on your podcast on right so there's a lot of crossover between these ideas right yeah i want to go over one more before we end the episode create and promote with a greatest hits audio clips really good idea i, I love this look back on what you've done and, and really it, it's almost a great exercise on what you've done well and put it together i love this idea yeah, I mean, we all love the curated playlists, right? We're, we're all consuming audio on, on different platforms. We listen to our Spotify play. How many of us shared their Spotify playlist this year? I mean, Spotify does a great job of saying, you listen to all these songs this year. I love the fact they created like this concert festival poster that had all the artists on it. That was, that was really cool. Well, yeah. They didn't give you a list of all the songs you played this year. They gave you the ones you played the most. So if you take that idea and spin it towards promoting your podcast, look back at your favorite podcast and not the entire episode, but the soundbite. What was, what was a podcast? Maybe it didn't get a lot of plays. Maybe it was an early podcast and you were rather long-winded and it took you a long time to get around to the point. But man, when you got to that point, it was solid. Problem is, a lot of people might not listen through all of that to get to that one good point. But if you can take it out and make it a greatest hits clip and promote your podcast with that clip, hey, you do it on a regular basis. Here's the best clip of the week and play that clip, that one big takeaway that you had in that episode or the funniest bit or the, the weirdest fact or the biggest blooper or the place where your guest had a sneezing fit. It's the most consecutive sneezes in a podcast. Take those clips, put them out there on social media. You'll use those to promote yourself in um, the TikToks and the Insta stories and in YouTube shorts. It's another place to drop breadcrumbs that lead back to your podcast and your website. 
I have one podcaster who wants me to keep all their outtakes. They want yeah. them because they want a good laugh themselves internally of all the goofs and all the things that they've done. Because they usually are pretty funny that just the tongue-tiedness and all that sort of thing um, never hits the air, never goes into a podcast, but they want to hear it themselves. So it's what that concept of keep the good stuff, but do it soon after you've done every episode because you're going to forget. So just you know, get, get a good folder of audio clips. You, they may never see the light of day. But do it, you know, and, and because then you have, and you don't have to go back and listen to full episodes. You go and, and you have it in your audio file folder of all the stuff that you do want to cross, you know, promote whenever end of the year highlights, lowlights, yeah. or ongoing. And if you're doing an interview podcast, maybe you ask one specific question of your uh, interviewee every episode. You know, if you're asking them what their best business tool is. Take that as your clip. Put together a series of clips with just the best business tool responses. And you know, Tim Ferriss did that in his podcast. So he's got podcasts that are way too long. I don't listen to them. They're two hours long. But in every episode, he was asking people what tools they use, among other questions. And he ended up turning that into its own book. He got a book deal out of it. And it's just the collection of all the tools people used. And that came specifically out of a greatest hits clip of his website. So... Do that. You know, if you ask uh, everybody what their favorite podcast is, maybe it's a bunch of short clips. That'd be kind of meta. You're a podcaster who's promoting their own podcast by asking your guests what other podcasts are their favorites. That's kind of funny. It is, really. Yeah, great to offer that to your listeners as well as you finding out some about podcasts you didn't even know about. Well, think <laughs> about the shareability. I mean, yeah. every if you did that and you shared that as a greatest hits clip, the first person I would notify is the the host of that podcast that got named and go, Hey, listen, one of my guests named your favorite, their favorite podcast. I'm promoting it. Here it is. Uh, uh, hope, hope here's a link to it. If you want to give it a like or a share. And now all of a sudden you're getting other folks to help promote your podcast because it benefits them. Mm -hmm. This is what Don, the idea guy does all the time. And we, we only went through half the list. We're going to do this and you know finish up the list and probably even more in a future episode. But if you didn't come up with, you know, with one idea to walk away with, you need to re-listen to this episode and think again about your <laughs> podcast because we covered a lot of different ideas and different ideas that can help with different genres of podcasts as well, too. It's not just about the, uh, you know, the, the, the true crime podcast or the entrepreneur podcast. This stuff works for every every type of genre that is out there for podcasts. Um, but we'll have notes on what we talked about. But Don, how can they get a hold of you? I mean, what's the best way to, you know, to, you know, engage you in, in generating some ideas for uh, the listener's podcast, uh, sure. for their podcast? Yeah. I, I appreciate that, Brett. Yeah. I, I tried to make sure uh, I came up with a bunch of ideas that you could apply to every format. Yeah. I gave examples of some specific ones, some silly ones, but you should be able to apply them to just about any uh, genre. Also, pick one. You know, we've rattled through, you know, five or six different ideas. Pick one. Pick one, give that a try, then add another one, then try another one. Don't let the number of ideas overwhelm you. Um, that's what I tell people whenever I do uh, personal brainstorms for people. People hire me out at DonTheIdeaGuy.com where they can hire me for doing specific brainstorms on how to promote their own podcast or promote their own business or their book release. Um, and that's a custom one-to-one -one private uh, brainstorm session. The other place to get a hold of a bunch of ideas that I come up with is based on the, the episode we had today. Uh, I've started a list 
at uh, on the Substack platform called Five Buck Brainstorms. So if you go to fivebuckbrainstorms.com, you can sign up for the free list there where you're going to get access to collections of ideas, typically a dozen ideas in every brainstorm. This this brainstorm, uh, this episode was based on a brainstorm I did called Podcast Promotion on a Budget. So any listener here, go to the Go to 5buckbrainstorms.com, sign up for the list. I'll make sure that this post is free for them to access, and you can take a look at the entire 12-plus ideas that they can use to promote their podcast. Thanks, Don, and thanks for following and subscribing to The Circle Sessions from Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. 